0: Hoppersfoam.com.
2: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
0: Hey, Nate, would you help Bill not What's his volume? <laughs> Wait, the volume guy?
1: I found it. Oh, you found okay. it? Okay. Oh, yeah, it, says vo- it says headphone.
0: Yeah, but
2: because
1: we're a new but studio. But I'm wearing one on each year. That's... <laughs> So is that a headphone or headphones? Oh no, this is gonna I'm be. I'm asking. I know, I'm not. You know, you this- guys are radio professionals. Some of you. <laughs> <laughs> Remember last time we were here. We were, last time we were here, we were
0: talking about the pots on the, the board. Pots.
1: We love pots. But,
0: potentiometers. But the, potentiometers,
1: and we have them here. But That's did you so know? Very British, isn't it? The yeah. potentiometer. <laughs> you mean a resistor? You mean a slider thing? It's all the same thing. <laughs> yes, slider thing may not, may not catch on.
0: <laughs> I got it. But, but these, bo- did. these boards we're using, they actually have been catching on fire of late.
1: So if you see that smoke. Ba- that's what after we moved here? Yes. Yeah, yeah it's all new.
0: We yeah. downgraded.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, good idea. I know. So, <laughs> Bill Nye
0: is here. We're here to talk him into doing another season of The End is Nye. We're yes. going to get to that in a moment. Now, this is a reason to celebrate. I'll tell you why. Bill, last time you were with us, we were in our other studios, and Gandhi... Your biggest fan in the world had to broadcast from a studio down the hall. That's
1: right. She had COVID scare. (laughs) Yes, yes. absolutely. We were terrified. Terrified. (laughs) Still are.
2: And you were my most favorite guest, and I was so excited to have you in. I don't think I've ever been so excited, and I had to be quarantined off
0: in the.
1: But now you're fine. Yes, now I can breathe all over you. (laughs) Can't wait. Great. Please exhale over. uh,
0: Exhale all over, Bill.
1: On the so you guys, she has a laptop open in front of her to think deep thoughts. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, on this side of it, it says, science, it's like magic, but real. Yes. I love you, man. <laughs> That's
0: Gandhi. science. That is what they oh, say. Ga- that is Gandhi on a cracker. She is all science. In everything in our world is science. The doorbell you ring. The yes,
1: n- the radio you listen to. Right. The, broadcast from outer space. The <laughs> wave on the beach. Science. Yes. The, the
0: beautiful sunset. The science. Yes.
1: It's lovely. It's everywhere. People forget that. Everything well, well, is science. That's why we're here. I it's in By the way, what's the role of Congress? Article 1 in the U.S. Constitution. Article 1, Section 8, Clause 8. The role of Congress is to promote the progress of science. And useful arts. It's in the Constitution, people. <laughs> They're not really Oops. doing
2: a great job. Eh? <laughs> well, it's 1986.
1: Well, it's a strange thing. In the world's most technically, well, how about this, the most technically influential culture, the United States, we have people who think the world might be flat this is dude, true dude. there's mm-hmm. pictures no
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you were to believe that those go are to the
1: airport <laughs> how do you think they get from london to sydney by faking it no
2: <laughs>
1: it's it's figured out back to you <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. hey uh we watched all of your episodes i believe i watched all of the episodes. six of them end of nigh where, and I still think my favorite scene is you in the car trying to outrun the lava from a the, from uh, pyroclastic death cloud. Yes. <laughs> you seem to be in a great mood knowing you're about to meet your maker.
1: Well, we are, you know, we are television performers. And also, uh, you know, some of that's not real what <laughs> stop it get out <laughs> however however the premise the idea is quite real the the six things we had go horribly wrong are quite possible
0: do you know all six by my uh by heart
1: yeah i was one of the writers yeah <laughs> and i look like nobody i'm on strike today so oh. i'm not writing anything oh. there. that's right we forget bill knight is a writer heck yes shows. i'm Wuga. WGA, and I'm SAG, Screen Actors Guild. I'm both. I'm, I'm in two unions, people. But you can still tell us what the six ways that we're going to Yeah, from memory. <laughs> yes. Okay. So the first one, we have these five hurricanes around the world at the same time, which we had the climate scientists right here in New York City, GISS, Goddard Institute for Space Studies. This is one of their fears, that you'd get this uh, system of five storms all at the same time. Then uh, we had um, a uh, comet impact. Uh, This is where, just like an asteroid. The nucleus of, the difference between a comet and an asteroid is uh, ice, how much water ice you have. Then you get a tail if you're a comet. I'm anthropomorphizing, if I may. (laughs) I love that. Uh, And then we had a dust bowl. My buddy Brandon Braga is just crazy for Mm -hmm. the dust bowl. And then... Uh, these are things that could really go wrong. The one that I actually am actually seriously actually afraid of that could actually happen like right now is um, these uh, streams of charged particles off the sun, the coronal mass ejection, CME, so we call it. Uh, so you guys remember the Carrington event, event in 1859? Clearly. Uh, yeah. Well, look at him. He probably <laughs> stop, stop it. it. <laughs> Oh, damn! <laughs> 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 Say what you will. No, the president, it was a good joke talking about his buddy Jimmy Madison. That was a good joke at the uh, correspondence dinner. Say what you can hate him, you can hate me, it's all fine. No one's <laughs> hating you. Uh, so, these charged particles uh, interact with the Earth's magnetic field, and in 1859, telegraph lines and bzz, shorted out telegraph systems. There were fires and telegraph offices. If that happened again, it would be bad, super bad. And so in 2012, we had one that missed the earth by about two weeks. It, it went shot across the earth's orbit behind us are these that the same thing as the solar flares are yeah, they, solar are they related? Fl- so they're they are solar flare coronal mass ejection are manifestations of the same thing
0: and we do experience them but from far away yeah days. well yeah we long
1: way away but if they're strong enough the way they were in 1859 it would just short out everything and then in the disaster
0: that is the end is nigh
1: there's two coronal mass ejections 12 hours apart so the Earth spins 12 hours and one side gets shorted out and the, psst, the other side gets shorted out. Wow. It would really be bad. Everything would turn off. So you could run in circles screaming. Ah! <laughs> or we could plan for this and uh, shield uh, the key, especially these key transformers so that when these things came through, these charged particles, it wouldn't turn off the electrical grid. You may remember Texas turned off couple of years ago because of bad management of the grid mm-hmm. electrical grid uh and so we don't want that to happen again people see everything you've mentioned so far bill has been
0: we assume from mother nature but it's how we survive these things is totally up to us and, that's you're, it. and now I, you right yeah you're saying we need to be preparing for yes. these things yes. That
1: that's that's your headline that's my headline and well and co-line headwise is this you guys takes investment like a normal a regular citizen living in New Rochelle or some exotic place doesn't have the means to shield the transformer on the utility pole outside his or her house like this takes I I hate to use the word I'm sorry tax dollars
2: shut
1: us off you don't mean it (laughs) no government should be so small you can't see it and then electricity shows up by magic that's the way it ought to be should be yeah anyway so i I guess this is on my mind because we're on strike because we the writers guild would like to redistribute wealth okay look it, it this rider strike is pissing off a lot of people well yeah I'm not
0: crazy about it yeah I know so there I want to see <laughs> thanks Bill but I mean it, if we oh, the rider strike will end one day Bill so yeah, well, the yeah, end we is nigh could we see another season of the end is nigh because we would love that
1: well talk to the man who is a woman Uh, uh, whether or not they want to renew the show. I mean, I think it's great the greatest thing ever done on television. I (laughs) almost agree. But I'm really glad you guys watched it. So we are hopeful for a second season. And uh, we have some big ideas, big ideas for the next six disasters. Yeah, (laughs) we've got more disasters we haven't even scratched the surface on. Well, there's a lot of things can go wrong when you have this many people, humans, living on Earth so dependent on technologies and uh, for food. A lot of stuff could go wrong. Yes, back to you.
2: So, speaking of technologies, do you think there's any chance that AI and the way it's growing could actually be the next end is nigh?
1: Perhaps. I knew it. <laughs> you knew it. We have
2: to kill them all, right? We have to kill them. Kill what? All the AI.
1: No, you. Were, no, no, no. So, like, uh, to get up here, uh, what floor are we on? Six. Sixth. sixth floor. Somebody walks up to the elevator, says, "I want to go to the sixth floor," pushes the, touches the screen. And then the system picks which elevator to take us to the sixth floor, even though there's a bank of, what, eight elevators? Mm-hmm. So it picks the right one to make the most efficient trip from the first floor to the sixth floor. And there's That's your AI. artificial intelligence. Everybody. I'd be okay
2: giving that up if the robots didn't take over and kill us.
1: Yeah, but keep in mind, have you ever traveled in Africa or someplace? Mm-hmm. Yes. There's no electricity. Like, AI ain't killing anybody there, okay? So if it, if we kill ourselves in the developed world with artificial intelligence, that's, as they say, on us. So it's us in <laughs> and, and,
0: and lack of regulation. It's, oh, once again, it's the U.S. government who's there to help us <laughs> well, out. Well, but
1: bear in mind, you know, this idea, well, let's shut down artificial intelligence for six months while we figure this out. Okay. That's not what's happening on the other side of the world. They're not slowing down no nothing, employing a double negative for comedic effect. (laughs) So, (laughs) You guys, what we got to do is all get on board with this, understanding and appreciating, and I think what's going to happen, like, what is, why do people listen to this show?
2: We cannot figure it out.
1: (laughs) For the life of us. No, because they are live humans talking, right? This, to artificially intelligize this thing would, I'm sure is possible, but It would not have the same flavor. It wouldn't, but they are doing it. It is being done Mm -hmm. as we speak. So um, I think live events are going to be more popular
0: in the coming years.
1: Yeah, that people will want to go see the concert and see the person. Mm.
0: So you're saying that, that, that part of AI will actually backfire and be for our betterment. It'll be good for people to go, no, no, no. I deserve better than this computer talking to me. I deserve a human being talking to
1: me. Well, or you'll get more of a human reaction if you talk to humans but so right now i think you know when you see these uh, poems that are created by artificial intelligence and these responses to email they they work well enough but you can still tell it's artificially generated but i think in six months you it'll be hard to tell
2: wow. and, what about aliens we've been hearing so much about signals from outer space and radio signals I'm crazy us for signals
1: to... from outer, outer space
2: so what do you think? You think? I mean, obviously they're out there. Do you think? Oh, that obviously, oh, obviously. Yeah, obviously. But do you think we're ever going to encounter them, or have we already?
1: So encountered them? How? How do we encounter them? We don't, I don't know. know.
2: You tell me. I'm so like- I'll
1: tell you. Meeting somebody from another star system is very, very unlikely because things are so fantastically far apart. It's really hard to imagine how far apart things are in space. But radio signals, something like we're producing right here. They seem to bounce all over the universe. If we got a signal that sounded like the Elvis Duran show from another star system, <laughs> eh, my, That would be crazy. Do you the think it's a good idea go or a bad
2: idea for us to send those out, though? For us to say, hey, well, this is where we are. You
1: guys were doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So this was <laughs> the thing. Our good friend Stephen Hawking, everybody loved him. Uh We shouldn't be sending out signals because they'll find us. Too late, dude. (laughs) All we do is broadcast stuff into outer space. And if that's all uh, aliens want to do is come here and trash Earth, there's nothing we could... We're way ahead, first of all. But the other thing, there's no stopping them. I mean, if they have technology that can get across the galaxy, heavens. Heavens. So this is nothing we should be worrying about. That one I wouldn't worry about. But another cool and interesting thing We should, in my opinion, which as you realize is correct, we should. We should. It is. It gets a huge laugh Uh, here. uh, We should be listening. We should always be listening for another signal because if we got a signal from an alien civilization, it would change the world, it would change the way everybody felt about being a living thing.
2: Would you volunteer if they wanted to take somebody, you know? Hang out with them for a while, get to know them.
1: Elsewhere, you, you oh, you uh, go? The, yeah, would you and go on the mothership? Yeah, yeah take a meeting. get would the you probe go up the nose? Yeah, on well, the nose. Sure. That's nice. He's in. <laughs> he's, he's no, in. that's those guys. <laughs> <laughs> and then he sells the talk show. so only five percent of people on Earth have this thing, this lesion, this <laughs> scar in their nose. Five percent of Earth. 5% of 8 billion people? <laughs> that's a few a people. people. Yeah, that's several. That, that's yeah, was seven. that 400 million? Yeah, it doesn't go as far but, as it used to. Bill
0: Nye, you know. by the way, is here, and uh, we want him to renew the end as night. We're going to make that happen. But I want to go back to something you said a moment ago about aliens. or Or yes. other beings, right? You said, look, you know what? We could. It, it, will, it will change the way each and every one of us feels about being here and being in relation to other beings elsewhere. But you see, you know as we are so divided on this planet as far as feelings about this and that, some people will be great with it, like Gandhi. Some people we will turn it into a crap show. Anyway, so the, what do you want
1: to do about it if I don't the signal know. shows up. Run well, a circle screaming. We know we need an <laughs> education
0: <laughs> system to get us ready.
1: <laughs> yes well so prepare us. So and I say all the time, we would it's not like we would start driving in the US on the left side of the street, like if we got a signal from another civilization. It would just give everybody pause for thought. The same way you all remember when Copernicus pointed out that everything comes out better if you presume the sun's at the center of the solar system rather than the earth. You can predict the motions of the planets much more successfully. People didn't panic and stop growing food and stuff. It just slowly over a few decades soaked in. Yes, there was some trauma. Galileo couldn't leave his house and stuff at the end of his life because he Saw things orbiting Jupiter and stuff like that. What is this photo of? That's just sundial in your backyard. It's a (laughs) it's a dismantled sundial. Dismantled sundial. We
0: found that uh, in the weeds, and now we're going to put it someplace where it deserves to be. Good. And I've I had heard that you are fascinated with sundials. Spent a lot of
1: time. Yeah. So. What's happened here, everybody, I, I'd hold the picture up to the microphone. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's uh, the thing that casts the shadow on the sundial right. uh, is the gnomon. It's an old uh, Greek word that begins with a G, like gnomon. And the gnomon on this picture has fallen over. It's tipped over. And hmm. this is where you, everybody who lives in temperate latitudes like us, uh, the gnomon is a triangle. That's the familiar triangle that sticks up. So the angle of the gnomon to the surface, or what's called the table of the dial, is uh, the same as your latitude, traditionally. So, yeah, it's amazing. And it's the reason this comes out is because they, when they created latitude and longitude, they thought of that. Like, it it works out, yeah. So we're here in New York City. We're at, what, 42 degrees latitude, something like that? So you want your angle... Of that gnomon to be forty-two, but traditionally you'll go to uh, an antique store and just buy any sundial, and the gnomon is just at some angle, and so it doesn't actually tell you actually the actual time. But then there's geometry that determines the angle of all those hour lines on the table. We're resetting it right now. We're moving it. So, I, what are you doing next Wednesday? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's not that it's not that big a deal. Set the triangle up. And have it point north, due north. Oh, that's, that's it. I mean, that's it. That's
0: it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I was fascinated when we found it. I felt like I had. It's good fa-
1: looking. It's got uh, copper uh, patina. It's that green copper. You know, you guys. I'm. Radio is the most visual medium. Yes. It's a stone <laughs> disc with some copper things that must be the, the, the uh, numbers, num- numerals, Roman numbers, and um, numerals, and then it has the triangle. Uh, which is tipped over lying on it and there's a sun symbol there in the middle which i imagine is art so everything that's on the table everything that's on the surface of the dial that is not for timekeeping is called it's furniture (laughs) it is it's decorative well it's called the furniture right The furniture of the dial now traditionally sundials also have a motto should give you something to think about. Oh, okay. Aliens okay. are coming would be a good one. But, <laughs> For sure. But, uh, What's the
0: sundial motto?
1: Well, it's very traditional to say, I only count the sunny hours. That's, that's a pretty. Oh, yeah. I well, see. But let's talk some more about. Me! Okay. <laughs> let's talk about dinosaurs. No, let's, no, before we do. so I'm not saying you're a dinosaur. <laughs> I didn't mean <laughs> that. Oh, that's God. not what I meant. Well, that's not the what way, I said. Dinosaurs are still with us. You guys made jokes about birds. Those are. Technically, not technically, literally descended. They're the same uh, family tree. They're dinosaurs. Now, wait. Mm-hmm. So, sending missions to Mars, spacecraft to Mars. 1976, uh, Voyager spacecraft landed on Mars, and for a couple days or a day, they got the colors wrong. The, cal- the camera's been calibrated on Earth. They got to Mars, and everything came out too pink. They even coined a word overpinking. You know, over pinking like you at the hair salon or something, right? <laughs> so they didn't why are you looking at Daniel's now? hair? Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> and because uh, the planetary society was formed in response to there wasn't a follow-on mission for twenty years, uh, they didn't want to have this problem again. So they set a post, a little aluminum stick, on the spacecraft, the Sojourner spacecraft, uh, in nineteen ninety-seven. To cast a shadow. Now you may not have ever done this, but you will now. You go outside on a sunny day, as we we're planning to have here in New York. And thank you for that. You're I know welcome. You get behind in your emails sometimes, but thank you for the nice weather. <laughs> and so, uh, make a sh- look at the shadow on something white, like this white shirt I'm wearing, a serviette from a coffee purveyor, something like that. And you'll see the shadow is gray. Fine, it's gray, but it's also a little bit blue. And everybody who's got, who's got able-bodied, who has eyesight, can tell the difference between room light and daylight. But many of us cannot say why they look different, the room light versus daylight. And a lot of it is the blue that comes from Earth's sky. So when you look at a shadow on Earth on a white piece of paper on a sunny day, uh, you'll see that the shadow is a little bit blue. Well, on Mars, are a little bit orange. So I was in a meeting at my beloved cornell university about the next missions after sojourner which were going to be the spirit and opportunity rovers has anybody seen the movie Oppie? no No. the documentary about opportunity rover oh it's so wonderful you'll cry at the end it's so great (laughs) anyways in the meeting they got the post the photometric calibration target and i'm my dad was you think you got problems my dad was a prisoner of war for four years in World War II, <clears throat> and he became interested in sundials. That's where this whole thing came from. Wow. So I'm in this meeting. They got the metal stick sticking up on this engineering drawing, and I worked at Boeing. You're never supposed to add weight to a spacecraft. Oh, my goodness, this is evil. You're sending a metal stick all the way to Mars just to make a sh- Yes, we must have this. I paraphrase. Uh, yeah, Bill, we need to have the sticks. we got to make that into a sundial. So I was not the first guy to suggest that we make these things into sundials, but apparently I was the first guy jumping up and down, just so excited about it. it'll be like it'll be like people who speak Klingon or something, except it'll be real. <laughs> so there are four sundials on Mars, and the first two have a fabulous motto uh, created or came uh, uh, written come up came up with in a dinner meeting by my. Uh, predecessor, Lou Friedman, the motto on Mars is two worlds, one sun. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. So we are, you know, sons of a common mother, as we say in Canada. (laughs) So so, uh, shadows on Mars must needs be cast by light from the same star as shadows on Earth. And my friends... If we were to find evidence of life on Mars, let alone something still alive on Mars, it would, dare I say it, change the world. Everyone would feel very differently about being alive on Earth. If we find evidence of life on Mars or evidence of life in the Venusian atmosphere, the atmosphere of Venus is not hostilely, horribly acidic and hot. Maybe there are still microbes living in the atmosphere of Venus. And maybe there are things living under the ice on the moon of Jupiter, Europa. If we found, are there Europanian fish people swimming around under the ice on Europa out there orbiting Jupiter? Do they have jokes about... (laughs) <laughs> this icy sky
0: this could be a game changer well, it, would be, it would just be something
1: else you know when you have when you have seawater for four and a half billion years who knows what's going on out there wow a well worth a very small investment of your tax dollars yes we have problems here on earth but as you may know i have a day job that does not involve the Writers Guild. I'm the head of the Planetary Society, the world's largest non-governmental space interest organization, advancing space science and exploration so that citizens of Earth will know the cosmos and our place within it. Check us out at planetary.org. We now have a, um, uh, an app. You can have on your phone. Our uh, account is live on TikTok. And so (laughs) check us out. I love that. We advocate for space missions because space brings out the best in us. We solve problems that have never been solved before. Back to you. We have one more one, time for one more question. Oh, I know man. you have a list. We still know, have time have so after many. all. That. We, we really don't. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but
0: I, but, I, but we will make time because these are this is important. Gandhi, Gandhi, Get go. Me. Yes, I'm
2: going to do this one for Nate. We have questions about the dinosaurs. How yes. do we know that they look like what scientists are telling us they look
1: like? We do our best. So when I was young, <laughs> dinosaurs did not have feathers. Right. Uh, ancient dinosaurs. Uh, so people have looked at it really, really carefully with these extraordinary microscopes. And seen the little the feather holders? What are those? They have a great name. Ferals? Yeah. Something like that? You would know. Well, yeah, I'm holders. not a biologist. Uh, not a paleontologist, but I've been around them. So anyway, they, it's now pretty well established that dinosaurs all have feathers. All of them. Yeah. See, again, oh.
0: our problem is this. They have these specials. What's the special that we've seen? The name Prehistoric of- planet. And so the guy he, comes you on. You think it's
1: a- not fact-based.
0: But what he'll say... The dinosaur wakes up early and stretches its long arms and gets a little... A little upset at the thought of what's about to occur.
1: <laughs> How the hell do they know that? Storytelling. <laughs> Somebody wrote it from the Writers Guild. <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, on Discovery Channel, maybe not. That's <laughs> oh boy! Ooh. No, years ago, that was at least when I was first doing Discovery Channel. They were not big fans of the unions, but that's back to you. I don't know what goes on around. <laughs> the dinosaur is triggered emotionally
0: because of the pollen. He's now inhaling. <laughs> How do they know that? <laughs> well, they they're don't. Like they, they don't
1: know that. they're like modern birds, they do kind of know that. Okay. You, know? Right. you guys were talking about the wolves running in circles to bat mat yes. down the grass. Right. Yeah, Sure. Okay. Well, I, see, here's the thing in evolution, everybody. The troubling thing: you only have to be good enough. This whole idea, uh, when we're using 21st century language to interpret 19th century language. Charles Darwin famously said, survival of the fittest. But he didn't mean the organisms that did the most sit-ups or (laughs) push-ups or something crunches. It it meant fit in the best. So the organisms that fit in the best survive. So there's nothing in the dogs that they circle and mat down the grass that, that doesn't kill them. So the circling and matting down the grass is still in there. Wow. And it's just one of those things. Wow. And so, uh, there's nothing in evolution that's like makes people smarter. Uh, uh, smarter? Mm, that's not entirely true. <laughs> smarter people might have a better chance of surviving, but people who aren't resistant to germs, they don't, They're much worse off than smart people. Wow. <laughs> no, I you got to be. Germs are apparently the problem. That's uh, your big enemy as a big animal, is germs and parasites. Wow. And that is why, everybody, the best theory, the best idea, uh, germs and parasites are the best idea for why we have sex.
0: Do 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 leave
2: us on that? And we, we can't end leave. it with that? <laughs> no. There's so many more questions.
0: I thought it was, I was triggered because I looked down at my coccyx and it makes me miss my tail. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that's the thing. You can walk around with tail bones and they don't kill you. Right. So uh there's no evolutionary reason to eliminate the tailbone. So the uh and at least so far. The whole thing is it's not top down. Evolution is not design there's not a designer setting this thing up and then making things fit together. It came bottom up. Come and on. this is why we want to go to Mars, obviously. So near as anybody can tell, Charles Darwin, Edgar I mean um, um Wallace, what's his first? i'm under pressure man Sorry. that guy uh, alan wallace yes on it they both realized that humans everybody on earth oak trees sea jellies the whole kitten kaboom even my old boss came from a common ancestor it was a common living thing 3.7 or so billion years ago and so Mars, smaller than the Earth, cooled off faster than the Earth. Got an atmosphere. Got an ocean about a billion years before Earth. Did life start on Mars? Mars gets hit with impactors all the time. Did something hit Mars and then woo 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 woo? Except in outer space, there's no sound. It would just be. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Landed here on Earth, and <laughs> you and I are descendants from Martians. And so when we go to Mars and find evidence of living things or some things still living in the slush, the salty slush under this Martian sand near the Martian equator, and we find those things, do they have DNA or not? Because if they have DNA, that means we probably came from Mars. Wow. Do, 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 do. Ooh, and we can investigate this for less than a single cup of coffee per taxpayer per year. It's just one more thing we do with our intellect and treasure as a scientifically literate society. We try to learn more about our place in space to answer the two big questions. The two big questions. Are Are we alone, as you were asking earlier? Yes. And then fundamentally, where did we come from? Wow. Mm-hmm. Whose idea was all this? Don't we need, we need to know? We need to know. I Can, think we do need to know. Can we
2: schedule them to come back? Planetary.org.
1: Okay.
0: Would you please come back and see please. us, Please,
1: yes. Bill
0: Nye. The end is nigh. We want more. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Turn it up loud. Thank <laughs> you, Bill. Have a great day. Enjoy Mr. Sunshine. The Mercedes-Benz Interview Lounge. Kim Petras is here.
2: You need to help us settle a debate oh. in Unholy. Ooh, daddy, daddy, if you want to drop the addy. What is Addy? Adderall? Or is it an address? Up to you, girly. No! 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 no, 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 no,
0: no. no. <laughs> they say you can't have your cake and eat it, too. The equally daring and safe Mercedes-Benz sedan family begs to differ. Learn more about the world-class sedans at MBUSA.com. Elvis Duran in the Morning Show. Choose the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Call or go to StateFarm.com today to create your State Farm personal price plan. Prices vary by state, options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary.